welcome back. Uh, very different podcast today. We've got someone that's um, not actually in the real estate space, but uh, a very big influence. We've got Jason, uh, affectionately known as the boss of Bali. Welcome. Thank you for having me, boys. Uh, blessed to be here. Sweet. Very excited. Let's do it. Very excited. Can we just start with where does the boss of Bali, the name come from? Great question. So... Uh, I'll start off, went to Bali for my honeymoon 20 years ago, yep. fell in love with the place. Are you Bali Indonesian? No, so my grandparents from China, yep. um, my mum was born in Fiji, my dad was born in Australia, Cool. Australian born Chinese. Yep. Wow. So um, yeah, went to my, I went to Bali for my honeymoon, fell in love with the place, ended up working for a company, uh, luxury travel company in Australia. My job was to go to Bali and negotiate deals with hotels and promote them on our TV show, newspaper social media, etc. So we would deliver hundreds of thousands of room nights a year for Bali hotels and the hotels would love me and you know, love us and say, look, thank you, boss. Thank you so much. Um, you know, we filled up their need periods and um, generated a lot of revenue and uh, did a lot of marketing for them. So had that great relationship with all these hotels. So, but I was never that person to take the beautiful pictures that you see on Instagram. Mm. Uh, I had no time. I was always working back-to-back meetings in and out in a week or two. So I thought, why don't I create a page to celebrate the luxury of Bali and inspire people to travel there uh, by collaborating with content creators and uh, reposting viral content. So I'd I'd introduce them to the hotel, they'd create the content, and then I would repost it and help it go Mm. viral. So end up having to find a name for that for that, uh, uh, for the account, and uh, I was sitting there with a friend in the pool, in the villa, in between meetings, <laughs> trying to come up with a name, and uh, the boss of Bali was available, so <laughs> sort of stuck with that, and the hotels sort of called me that, so it worked out well. So that's such a fitting name. Like you, you have a look at your Instagram profile, and it uh, it actually makes you want to go to Bali. <laughs> it's funny. Last week. Um, they lifted the, the restrictions on Bali for vaccinated um, residents, unfortunately not vaccinated. But um, now, obviously, that, that we can go there straight away, I was thinking, oh, Bali. Oh, on, honestly, from your page. Now, out of curiosity, how, how many people do you actually convert? Do you actually have numbers where you can tell how many convert from your Instagram across? Um, good question. No, I don't. It's, uh, the page is all about trying to add value to people, trying to inspire people and get them all excited mm. uh, about Bali. Uh, it's more of a passion project. Yeah. Uh, so I don't sort of have those numbers. Yep. However, out of growing the brand over the past five, ten years, mm. I have all different walks, people from all walks of life following me. Yeah. Uh, from your person with one follower to people with 20 million followers to mm. janitors to billionaires, all different types of people who love Bali mm. uh, and want to go there. So... That's where I can sort of add value to people, just um, yep. get them excited about Bali as a destination, sort of help the Balinese people as well yep. over there. So, How long ago did you create the account and when do you think was the tipping point for you when your account started to exponentially grow? Great question. So I started 10 years ago, yep. but really started to invest into the brand, really sort of just around COVID okay. time. Was, so it wasn't that long ago. No, it was, yeah, sort of, yeah, around that, that's where it really started to take off because everyone was at home. Mm. Yeah. So was growing it before that, but especially around that time, everyone's stuck at home. 
everyone's on their phones. So it's like, there's a great opportunity to start wow. contacting people, networking, building relationships with people. So what I would do is I would send, um, you know, hey, Dan, my name's Jason. Love what you're doing. Just an FYI, I work with celebrities. I connect them with luxury hotels in Bali. If you ever want to come to Bali, please let me know. We'd love to VIP you. Have an awesome day. Keep up the inspiration. Wow. So I would send hundreds of those DMs to high-profile people all around the world. Wow. Uh, and, and that was sort of the value that I could offer them. Yeah. And um, they would see my page and go, oh, my God, wow, this is amazing. Yeah. I've never been. Yeah. And I really focused on the US yep. and overseas because in Australia, they see Bali. Oh, I've been to Bali. So close. Times, right? Yeah. That it, it's not as exciting as someone from the US where it's 24 hours away. So mm. really try to focus on growing my brand in, in the US and networking with celebrities, with content creators, with or people from more walks of life. So, yep. When you say you started investing in the brand around COVID, were you starting to create the content yourself or were you outsourcing the creation or was investing just DMing people? No, yeah, investing my time, like, yeah, DMing yeah. people. But um, all the content that you see is, 99% of it is from content creators. Yeah, wow. Who I would... I would organize their trip or I would introduce them to the hotel or they'd be there already creating the content. So, and they love, love it when big pages, uh, yeah. um, repost their content cause it helps them go viral as well. Yeah. Uh, especially their, their videos. So yeah. What were you doing prior to, to COVID hitting and obviously this taking off, were you just doing the travel stuff? So great question. I was, uh, so I was working for this luxury travel company, then COVID hit, then I took uh, long service leave, ended up being 18 months, ended up advising in different, on different projects in different industries. Yeah. And then um, opportunity came to travel again. Uh, then I thought, you know what, I'm actually happy working for myself, doing what I'm doing. So, uh, and then an opportunity came up with, uh, uh, with Forbes in Australia. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, now I've been there for like five months and yeah, it's, I love well, it. What's your role now at Forbes? Like, I know there's the Forbes Club. Can we touch yeah, so, on that? Yeah, so um, I met uh, the founder and CEO 13 years ago, Michael, Michael yep. Lane. Uh, we've, always, we've been great friends, always wanted to work together, but you know, when you find that person, you go, I'm going to work with you, but hmm. you don't know when that time is. <laughs> so uh, I got a call from him like five months ago. It's like, Jason, now. Uh, got the perfect role for you. Mm. Um, we've launched Forbes. It's been eight, you know, six months into, into the, uh, Australia. We're launching a club for high net worth individuals where we create these ultra VIP experiences, mm. such wow. as going on a super yacht with a billionaire, going to dinner with a billionaire. Wow. So curating all these events for people who are super busy, would love to do it, but they don't have the time to organize mm. it. So, um, so I look after that club for Forbes. Uh, wow. So the moment we have 30 high net worth individuals in that group and yeah, it's great fun great way to network and really celebrate entrepreneurship and collaborate and do deals together yeah what do you what do you think your key to networking properly is because everyone talks about networking but i don't mm. think anyone really understands how to do it properly you've obviously got the key to it how do you do it networking is uh, it's all about putting yourself out there and um getting outside of your comfort zone so, for example, I just went to New York, went to Saudi, went to the Middle East, Dubai, mm. 
Abu Dhabi and met people who I've never met before ever. Yeah. Uh, but I built all these amazing relationships over there. I knew if I could get, you know, mm. spend some time with them, I'd be able to mm. build these great relationships, expect nothing, mm. something mm. happens great. But yeah. just wanted to build the relationships over in the Middle East because there's amazing opportunities over there. Yeah. Um, in the next 10, 20 years, you're going to see that overtake Europe. Yeah. Um, and really trying to understand the culture and understand what's happening over there. So um, network, going back to your question, it's all about putting yourself out there and finding the right people, building relationships and about adding value. Yeah. So instead mm. of going to someone, oh, I want this, oh, can you do this for me? Mm. Uh, and take, take, take. It's all about mm. add value, add value, add value. Yeah. And yeah. if you do that, you'll build trust with people. And that's how I've always done it in my life. It's just, how can I, so I went over there to the governments. How can I support you? What value, you know, how can I add value to you? That's a different type of conversation. And that's where you mm. go, you build that trust in the relationship, but then they go, oh, Jason, by the way, I have to introduce you to this person, this person, this person, this person. And then it was just like, over there, it's like a networking dream. Yeah. So over in Australia, if we were to meet for the first time now, yeah generally that person's not going to give you five referrals right <laughs> they're like they're going to keep it close to their chest yeah especially in your industry right Definitely. it's it's a dog eat dog world it's very you know Definitely. fend for yourself yeah if you're in dubai it's like oh i'll introduce you to this person this person this person this person the entrepreneurial mindset over there is the best in the world and it's so easy to do business there and it's um the people are amazing and it's uh was, was that the first time you've been? No, I've been uh, quite a few times. Yeah, okay. Half a dozen times. Okay. So out of curiosity, obviously the boss of Bali, but you're going to Dubai quite a bit. What's the reason for that? Is it purely for networking? Because I've heard of other people doing that purely for networking. Yeah, the networking is the best. It's like Dubai is, is a city that's the most, I believe it's the most progressive in the world. Yeah. And this is why you see a lot of corporate head offices are moving over there and Mm. so easy to do business they're forward thinking and the mindset is just everyone wants you to win mm. whereas here it's a bit you know the tall poppy syndrome mm. if you're successful they, mm. you know, do they want to pull you down or yeah. they're jealous or whatever mm. over there it's like they celebrate you congrats mm. let me introduce you to these people they like you know that's it's very different different part of the world so so what's your role when you go over to Dubai so a lot they love people with influence yeah. and especially on social media. Yeah. So for example, uh, Beyonce did a grand opening of a hotel, Atlantis Royal. So they paid her 25 million for one hour concert what? over there. Wow. And they flew 700 celebrities and influencers over for that three days. So you can imagine when you've got the top hotel in the world doing this, all the other hotels tend to follow. Yeah. So they love they appreciate and they value people with influence over there because they get value out of it mm. when they host Correct. whoever it is yeah. and um, restaurants and everyone over there. So that's why I love it. I yeah. love it. That's one of many reasons why. Yeah. So has your role snowballed from being obviously this luxury expert for Bali and now snowballed into something completely different? A great yeah. question. Yeah, so watch this space. So, yeah. Yeah, something's going to happen soon, very yeah. soon. So, Yeah, that's exciting because you have a look at what you've done and 
it's obviously something similar to what's happening now with us where you kind of evolve as it happens and how do you, out of curiosity how do you figure out which way to go mm, as you have all these opportunities come along yeah good question so when i went to the middle east recently like last month so i met 20 influential people mm. this could have been um you know uh, yeah, very high profile people and do you dm them before you go Yes, I will prepare, yeah. yeah. So I won't just go over and go, okay, who am I going to see? Yeah. I will um, I will strategically prepare as if I'm going to do 20 meetings in the, that two weeks and I'll plant the seeds of who who I'm going to see. Mm. Uh, I will DM them, organise the meetings with them or I'll get referrals to those people. Mm. Um, so I'll meet the embassy, for example. Wow. Then the embassy will introduce me to a bunch of other people. Um and then from there, other appointments will come. So you can't just, you can go over there with nothing and you can, as your friend did, yeah. and you'll build this amazing network. But you, I want to be strategic about it. Mm. I don't want to be wasting people's time. I don't want to waste my time either. Everyone's, you know, time is of the essence. It's so yeah. important. Mm. So it's just trying to... Uh, yeah. trying to organize be as structured as possible but you're always going to have things pop up uh a shake might say hey do you want to go for dinner tonight or yeah. a billionaire might say hey you know you got to come out here or whatever and it's good it's that's you just sort of go with the flow there as it evolves and you build more relationships but yeah what's the coolest experience or story you've had when it comes to networking like that oh there's a couple um so I like to, I like to, for example, I met, meet some amazing people on Instagram mm. from DMing people. One is uh, a friend of mine. Uh, his name's Adam Weitzman. He's in New York. Uh, so I've been friends with him for like five years on Instagram. Never met in person. Um, humble, most humble guy you'll ever meet. Uh, I said, I'm coming to the US next in May. This was last year. He said, don't book anything. You're staying at my place. Wow. So I get to his place and it's a $25 million penthouse <laughs> in Miami. That's seven bedrooms, 10 bathrooms. Oh my God. Absolutely incredible. I was there for myself, by myself for eight nights. What? Wow. He doesn't live there. I didn't get a chance to meet him. It's just a place he has, as you do, right? Wow. He, and so that was, that was phenomenal, right? But I haven't met him yet. Wow. But this is a relationship that we have this great relationship where we've you know, FaceTime, Zooms, yeah. etc. So I said this year, I'm coming to meet you. I'm flying to New York before I go to the Middle East to come and meet you in person. No problem. Don't book anything. Staying at my place. So get to stay. Fortunately, absolutely wow. blessed to stay in his place in uh, 220 Central Park South, which is basically where all the billionaires own apartments <laughs> in this phenomenal place, three-bedroom apartment overlooking Central Park. And Wow. Yeah, it was very... Um, he doesn't live there. It's just the place that he has. So uh, I was fortunate enough to stay there. And then um, he flew me up on his jet to uh, upstate New York to where he lives um, to stay in his beautiful, incredible boathouse um, that he doesn't live in, that he has another place. Um, and I got to sit down and have dinner with him and um, him and his friends and all the best. I was um, the nicest, most humble guy you'll meet ever wow. and just a beautiful soul. And I think uh, it's great to meet people like that 
Yeah. You know, um, regardless of one follower, 20 million followers, whatever. It's just, that was, mm. that was pretty amazing experience Definitely. that week. So, and then, um, yes, that was one sort of, yeah. one story. I guess um, you obviously know this guy. You obviously were in that false club with 30 very high net worth individuals. When you meet all these people, what do you think is the, the top common traits or the top, top uh, common denominators amongst all these high net worth, highly successful people? Uh, it's all with them. It's all about your networks, your net worth. So mm. it's hanging out with people and spending time with people who will take you to that next level, who will, who you'll learn from. Mm. Um, the more time you spend with those people, that's how you, you, de- you, you get this mindset, mm. um, your mindset changes mm. and you always want to learn and you want to improve and get better. And that's where um, I've really tried to focus on building those relationships with people who are on another level where I want to get to in terms of mindset, Mm. Mm. career, Mm. et cetera. So what would you say has been the biggest mindset shift you've experienced? um, I think as you get older, you don't get, you, you, as you get older, things sort of, you don't get so uptight or resentful or angry about stuff. Sort of whatever happens, happens. And whatever's out of your control, you can't control, you just leave it. Because there's no point complaining, stressing about it because mm. what can you do about it? There's no point. So it's just focus, trying to focus your energy on uh, being as positive as possible. Uh, and there's a positive... There's a positive out of every situation, doesn't matter how bad it is, and it's trying to find that. And when you actually find that, that's where, um, that's sort of where you want, I want to get to. So mm. really try to focus on that and try to move away from negative negativity and just focus on the positives and, and hang out with people who are in a similar mindset. And that's where the club is really good because people are of the same mindset. They all want to hang out with like-minded people Mm-hmm. So, um. cool. Um, can I ask you some advice for our friend Dave Howie, um, who's holding the camera? So he's um, he's just had a. I, I'm asking for advice in terms of what you think he should do in terms of capitalizing on the growth that he has. So he's just been on. Um, he he has a comedy skip, uh, a Granny Flat comedy, where he has an Instagram, TikTok, and what have you, where him and his one of his good mates. They, um, they act and do a skit, a couple of minute skit. Now, they did one about Michael Buble last week yep. and Michael Buble saw it. And fortunately, uh, got invited up on stage before the concert in Sydney. They played it in front of the big screen, ended up getting called onto the project <coughs> last week and all this fu- fun stuff. So he's, he's experienced some exponential growth where his Instagram account's gone from you know, 500 to nearly 4,000. His TikTok went from 50 to 30,000 overnight so he's got this great opportunity where things are coming through now what do you think he should do to take it to the next level um firstly congratulations awesome cameraman mate by the Thank way you. <laughs> that's awesome what you what you've done and what you've achieved and it's it's all about finding a usp you have to be different mm. and you have to be you have to find something that people want Mm. want to watch whether Mm. it's content your skits or Mm. um, I 
I've got another friend who was at 50,000 followers the start of the year. She's now at 250. Mm. And I said, oh my God, how did you grow that fast? And it's because she lip syncs, right? Yeah. And she's got this great unique selling point of these motivational oh. posts, but in lip syncing. Yeah, yeah. And it is incredible. Yeah. And view, 10 million views plus, like, it's awesome. And it's like, you have something that's very hard to get at the moment because it's almost impossible to grow mm. on Instagram. Mm. Very hard. Mm. Um, whereas TikTok's a lot easier. It's a lot newer. It's different. Algorithm's different. Mm. So if you can find that sweet spot, that niche, yeah, just keep on going with that. And that's what people want. The more people will follow you, the yeah. more they obviously want that content. So yeah. um, I think what you're doing is, uh, is amazing, by the way. Thank you so much. What about for a podcast? How would you go that something like this podcast? It's about getting great. Um, the more high profile people you can get on will definitely help. Mm. Uh, I mean, you look at the top podcasts in the world, right? And the type of caliber people. It's just reaching out to those people, mm. right? Um, and it's a numbers game. You're going to reach out to 100 of them. Mm. One superstar mm. might say yes. Go, mm. you know what? Mm. Let's do it. Yeah. yeah. And that's, um, it's just like sales, it's just numbers game. And yeah. if you do that, you'll find someone and then you, what you do is you build these case studies. Oh, wow, I got this person on. Hey, we just featured this person, would love to have you on the podcast. Mm. So then um, it's just numbers game, you'll find that. And as you build your profile, <coughs> more and more people will follow you, but they'll go, hey, you just had so-and-so on. <coughs> um, I see you had my dear friend, Christian Stevens, who's, mm. An amazing broker, number one in Australia, by the way. Oh, yeah. Um, checks in the mail, I hope, Christian. <laughs> uh, but awesome, you know, and he blew up. He had like a million views from yeah. your podcast. Yeah. It's amazing. So think of the credibility that yeah. that gives you guys. And uh, I think you guys are doing a great job. And it's just, you know, it's all about having good intentions. Yeah. Good intentions, no genders. Yeah. Just interviewing people, having a great time and... Yeah, that's you'll you. you'll crush it. I know you guys will. I appreciate so. that, my man. Thank you. Um, what do you think? Um, where do you think people go wrong when growing a, an Instagram account? What do you think the biggest pitfalls are? It's very hard to grow. So when I grew, when I focused on investing into my brand and growing, it was all about shout outs. So mm. it was about you know getting celebrities in the US shouting me out and vice versa and. That's mm. where you would grow quite easily, but these days they don't work anymore. It's very, mm. very hard. So it's all about doing collaborations now and mm. trying to partner with people that where you can um, yeah, collaboration posts and mm. trying to trying to partner or collaborate with people that are that have bigger audiences, and that's how you grow as well. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's all about giving as much value as possible mm. and just trying to be different from everyone else. Mm. So having that USP yeah. is there anything you think you would have done differently uh, now looking back um, good question I haven't actually yeah thought um, yeah I'd probably actually I'd probably go on all platforms which yep. <clears throat> I'm on TikTok but I, I tell you the truth I hardly use it and I should why um, because my thought was okay with luxury travel the market for TikTok is generally a younger audience. So mm. are they gonna be able to afford luxury travel? Mm. Some of them will, absolutely. But as you're finding the demographic of TikTok is getting older yeah. now. 
So mm. parent, your parents are probably looking at it now and, and things like that, 50 year olds. So um, I miss the boat there, but I have to catch up, right? Mm. If I want to tap into that market yeah. or as I've been just sort of focused on Instagram because that's what works for me. So are you going to try to tap into that market? Yes, How? Yeah, definitely. I will consult with some experts and get them involved to help me do it. Yeah. Because I don't have enough hours in the day to do it. I would yeah. love to, but yeah. I would rather have someone, I'd rather pay an expert to help do that yeah. so I can scale. Yeah. Otherwise, mm. you know, I've done this all myself, my own account, mm. everything's myself. Mm. Um, but you can only go so far because there's only so many hours, in, so many hours in the day. Do you have a team around you? Like... Um, or is it, are you no, just sold just, by it's yourself? It's just myself for my account, yeah. Wow. Yeah, so. Yeah, okay. So are you still doing the barley, um, the deals in terms of uh, I don't do the deals anymore, but basically how I position myself is um, the go-to person when people want to go to Bali, especially with celebrities, content creators, uh, high net worth individuals. Yeah. And they'll come to me and I'll point them in the right direction because of the relationships that I have with Bali hotels, so. If you ever want to go to Bali, please let me know. We'd love to VIP you. I believe you might be going next week. Isn't it? Very soon. Very soon. Very, Very soon. soon. Yeah. So, what's the VIP experience? Oh, VIP experience could include a number of things. It just <laughs> depends on uh, the type of person and who they are. Um, it could be anything from police escort to the hotel. Really? Could be staying in a VIP hotel for uh, you know a super luxury hotel for a couple of nights for free. There's all different types of really. Yeah, so you can just hire out a, a police escort. You can. Are they expensive? Uh, they're about three fifty. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Geez, yeah. that's pretty cheap. Yeah, it's not bad. Okay. Yeah, especially when there's a lot of traffic in Bali, right? So depending on the time you go, yeah, the last thing you want to do is be come off a six-hour flight, stand in immigration for an hour, yeah, and then go, and yeah. then and then go through the traffic. If you've got a police escort, the great thing is. It's literally pushing through all the traffic Jeez. and you get there so much quicker. So there are wow. definitely benefits to it, but it's expensive for a lot of people. So yeah. it just depends. You know. so it's good for the kids. You know. Sometimes the kids like it. It's yeah, that'd be cool. What's Pretty your cool favorite thing. VIP experience you off our old have done? Uh, I, lo I love the police escort. I think it's cool. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, if you do that in like the US or wherever, number one, it probably wouldn't happen. Yeah, no, but number two, it'll probably cost you 10 times as much. No, I'm in a leg. Yeah. Whereas yeah. Bali, everything, you can live like a king yeah. uh, or queen for a... Or a boss. <laughs> or a boss, yeah. I, just, I don't know if you can touch on it because I know we just spoke about it just before, but what are the next... Uh, what's next for the boss of Bali? What's next? Um, in the short term, um, so from this trip have come different opportunities... Um, I'm meeting the ambassador to the UAE next week in Canberra and the really? ambassador to Morocco and ambassador to Saudi. Um, what, why ambassadors? What's so basically um, just through networking, uh, one of my dear friends that I've met recently is introducing me to them wow. uh, to see where I can support them in tourism and travel wow. and marketing. So work Jeez. with the tourism board. So, so that's, that's great. It's exciting. It's great to build the network and build the mm. ecosystem. Um, and yeah, see what happens from there. Um, so there's some opportunities that come up. There's other opportunities. There's another opportunity where I met the CEO of um, XCO who built the Burj Khalifa in Dubai. Yep. Tallest building in the world. So 
we're, lo we're looking at a project in Bali to build some luxury residences over there. Jeez. Um, so there's lots of different opportunities. It's just sort of working out which ones are... Yeah, how which do you, one, yeah there's, there's how do you like, do that? Like I expected you go over, you meet these amazing people, uh, build these relationships, expect nothing, but <clears throat> a bunch of opportunities will come up. And then it's about selecting, okay, which ones actually go, wow, I want to do this. Mm. Not I want to do this just because of money. Mm. Because like, I can tell you now there's like I, 10 opportunities I could just take and it's just money and you just, yeah. it's not, it doesn't excite me. It's like, what is going to make an impact? What's going to make a difference? What is, what do I want to go? I want to do that. It's, you know, it's got the fire in the belly. So yeah. it's, you got to find that passion the money will come after it's finding that passion where you can make a difference. And, mm. um, if you do that in life, I find that instead of just doing it, Oh, cause you're going to make this much money. Mm. It's never works out or mm. it doesn't last long. It's all about finding what you're passionate about. Mm. And if you can do that, then, um, yeah, you'll feel like you never worked a day in your life. Yeah. And that's how I feel. I've last 10, 20 years. Like I've loved every one of my jobs that I've worked at. Mm. Um, but I feel like I've worked because yeah. I love what I do. So it's very, there's a lot of people out there who, you know, wake up and go, oh, I want to check a sicky, I want to do this. Yeah. I hate my job, mm. et cetera, et cetera. It's all about finding what you love and, mm. and doing that. What were you doing before the social media and the travel? Were you doing any other industries? So I was in marketing and sales. Yeah. Um, so I was selling the advertising on the, sh I, so I used to work in nightclub. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah, the, with Christian, long time ago. <laughs> Not with Christian. Uh, I'm a bit older than him, but uh, yeah, in nightclubs, managing yeah. nightclubs. So that was great fun. But I always wanted to get into sales, so uh, I ended up working for a customer who used to be yeah, the night customer when I was at the nightclub, um, and he used to have a company that used to manage the advertising on the shopping docket. So you know when you go to Woolworths and you get an ad on the back. Yeah. Selling that. A long time ago, I was selling that. Wow. And that was my first ever sales job. Yeah. So it was the best job because it taught me how to door knock, how to handle rejection. Yeah. Um, I remember my first week, I had 15 appointments and I did not get one sale until I cold called that last meeting. Mm. And I got that 15th, 15th sale straight away. Yeah. Second week, same thing happened. 15, did a cold call, got the sale. And, yeah. and what it did, it taught me to never give up and always a no is closer to a yes. Mm. And that work ethic really um, showed me, look, if I can do this, you know, I can, there's so much other stuff I can do. So mm. that really taught me how to, uh, the work ethic and then going into sales and e-commerce mm. and sort of here I am now. You set off camera, um, something along the lines of, um, it's just a numbers game. It seems like your whole life's been just the numbers game, just building up the numbers and knowing when it, and knowing it will eventually fall. Is that what you've found through every role that you've been in, every industry you've been in? Pretty much. Very similar. It's just trusting the process. Yeah. Especially in sales, you got to, yeah. you know, whether it's your industry or you know, um, it's just about trusting the process. And sometimes it might not come off, but yeah. if you do the work. If you put in the work at the end of the day it's going to pay off yeah it always does yeah and um 
so yeah really try to focus on that always um, yep. just trusting the process and work hard and results will come perfect um, my last question for you what would be um, your biggest advice to people that are they're trying to break through with their account they're pushing they're pushing out content they're hovering around thousand two thousand three thousand how would you suggest you break that meal to go and and hit a new level is it does it come down to just collabing with with different people with other people a combination of collaborating with different people um, trying to find your USP you got to be different because it's such a cluttered market like everyone wants to everyone wants to do a podcast everyone mm. wants mm. to um, do a travel page everyone mm. wants to you know there's so you've got to really mm. find that sort of difference and work hard at it yeah. and grind like no other like no one no one else is grinding you're gonna work like be the hardest worker and um, if you do that you'll come out yeah on top Perfect. Thank I believe so. What, I've got a, a question for yourself. Um, what was the toughest or the bi your biggest failure or the experience that shaped you where you thought, wow, I've really been tested here? Uh, COVID was a good test because mm. I was working for a travel company. There's no travel. Mm. What am I going to do? I got a mortgage. Got so that was a real test. Mm. So it was, try it was going, well... I can sit on my butt and complain or I can do admin and do that for the next however long COVID lasts. I wasn't going to do that. So it's like, well, why don't I take six months off? Mm. I'll go and do something else. Mm. I'll go and consult, advise on projects um, and uh, work with brands and advising mm. and then that worked really well. That sort of led me to being my own boss and it's like, well, Wow, this is great! How good is this? I want to. I don't want to work for anyone again. Yeah. I want. I want to do be independent, mm. and do my own thing. I want to be able to, you know, work hard, work the hours that I do, but also be able to go. You know what? I can pick up my kids from school. I can go play golf. I can do whatever I want when I want. Um, but as long as I do the work, I can do that. So mm. you've got to be disciplined. Yeah. Do you um, have a set routine around that to keep the discipline? Um. It's trying to do the work. Yeah, trying to get the work done first yeah. before anything. And for example, if I'm DMing people about whatever, whether it's on LinkedIn or reaching out to people on Instagram, I'll do that first thing in the morning. I'll spend my hours a day doing that because I know if I do that, everything else takes care of itself. Mm -hmm. If I do the work, trust the process, it'll happen. It's the same as real estate. Same, same as real estate. Yeah. It's exactly the same. You have your team calling a hundred people a day. They're going to get through to ten people. <coughs> You're going to get through to you know five inspections or whatever it is. Um, yeah. So. Well, sorry. One last question. Um, off topic, but um, what's this golf championship that you, oh. that you won? What's this golf trophy? Could do you play golf, boys? Or? A little bit. A little Nothing. bit. Yeah. Okay. So. This is a big one. <laughs> <laughs> so I like this story. So Greg Norman's an idol. You know, yeah. obviously who Greg Norman is. Greg Norman is uh, one of the most successful golfers in Australia. Oh, uh, wow. Two-time Masters champion, won the British Open twice. Very successful business person. So someone who's come out of golf and totally ex <clears throat> excelled in business. Wow. Yeah, he has a 
portfolio of different businesses, golf course design, wine, etc. It go, developments goes on and on. Very successful person. So he launched a rival tour, another tour that rivaled the PG, US PGA called Live Golf. Now Live Golf is backed by the Saudi government. So it's been quite controversial. Um, and he's always wanted to launch a world global tour. Um, but the US PGA have had a bit of a monopoly on the on the golf world. So he launched his tour, brought hundred, uh, bought some of the top players over from the US PGA tour, paying them a sign-on fee anywhere from you know up to two hundred million dollars to come over. Wow! So we got like Cameron Smith, Australian, come over. So anyway, long story short, they've got this. Um, Tour, it's amazing. They've revolutionised golf. So golf is normally four days, eighteen holes each, seventy-two holes. This is fifty-four holes, and it's music like Happy Gilmore. Have you seen yeah. that movie? It's like Happy Gilmore. <laughs> so stadium holes, music playing when you're hitting crowd your goes golf nuts. shots. Meet, yeah, this whole crowd of of uh, you know people who haven't played golf before. Mm. Yeah, you've got Fisher playing. Really? Yeah. At, at the end of the tournament. No it's fun like, to it's, watch. It's amazing. Dunning golf, I'd watch it, I'll be honest. Yeah, so they brought, the first tournament was in Adelaide. Yeah. So. Adelaide? In Adelaide, yeah. So um, you need certain certain prerequisites to be able to cater for this type of tournament. So Adelaide won the bid, they got it. So I reached out to Greg on Instagram. I started commenting on his stuff and he ended up following me. I'm like, oh my God, wow, my idol's following me. That's fantastic. So wow. I reached out to him and said, hey, Greg, uh, congrats on your career. Love what you're doing uh, with Live Golf and how you're revolutionizing golf. Uh, if you ever need my support, my door's always open. Have a great day and mm. ch all the best. Um, and then he liked that comment. I, oh, cool, I've got his, <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> and then I sent another message, hey, Greg, look, I know you've uh, I've joined the Forbes team. Would love to do an article on you leading into your um, event in Adelaide. No problem, Jason. Uh, I'll get my team to contact you. Okay, great, awesome. So his team contacted me and he said, look, we'd love to do an article on Greg, celebrate his success. And then um, they said to me, oh, Jason, by the way, I've got one spot left in the Pro-Am. Would you like to play in it? I'm like, oh, this is the best call of my life. Absolutely. So the, the Pro-Am is the, the day before they play with all the sponsors. Oh, okay, so yeah. you get one pro and three amateurs that play. So you get to play at the professional. Wow. And you play in this one-day tournament, a team's tournament. What would be your handicap on so, uh, I'm off three. So, oh, three? Yeah, and my son's off three as well. It's basically a pro. So, no, nah, nah, nowhere near. Nowhere near. How old's your son? Uh, he's 14. Wow. Yeah, so... Okay. Uh, better golfer than me, that's for sure. Wow. And, uh, but so you could bring caddies or they would provide one. Oh, really? So I've said, oh, man, Christian, come for caddy for me. So my son's caddying for me. And really? So we're like, this is going to be the best week of our lives. But you don't actually know until you actually experience it. Mm -hmm. So then, then they say, oh, by the way, we've got the VIP party day before. Would you like to come to that? It's basically plays let the hair down. You can meet the players. Oh, wow. Kid in a candy store, right? So have that event, awesome, get to talk with all the players. Uh, ended up playing and then um, get paired with two-time Masters champion Bubba Watson. Oh, no It's like, oh, my God, this is like the best day of my life. 
and just, after my marriage. <laughs> and um, it's like, wow, this is amazing. And then we end up winning, winning it. So that was even oh, better. You won yeah, as well. it was just a so it's this nice, awesome glass trophy um, that we got, and oh, so cool. it was just the best week ever. And then oh. on the Saturday, I got to have uh, a one-on-one breakfast with Greg, mm. uh, Greg Norman, wow. and talk about Lib, talk about Forbes, talk about myself, and really just you know um, celebrate you know what he's been doing and it's yeah it's been awesome just to build that relationship with them and um we're big advocates of you know of what he's doing we love game changers in australia Mm. so yeah that was my experience that was just before my trip to to new york and the middle east so it's been quite a last crazy few months what a ride yeah wow it's pretty awesome so unbelievable yeah how many more trips you got this year I can't confirm yet. <laughs> <laughs> Too many to count. Can't confirm. We're, we're in the process of in the process of securing a uh, super yacht for the wow. Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. Nice. And the plan is to invite fifty high net worth individuals from around the world to come on this boat, on this super yacht, um, all catered for tickets, everything. Wow. So that would be in November. My God. Um, so that would be good fun. Man, you live in pull that off. That sounds we gotta fun. we got to get to that. Yeah, that would be good <laughs> fun. Yeah. That sounds fun. we got to get yeah. on there and yeah. pod. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, I might need some podcasters to yeah. come with. No. Yeah. That's insane. So my God. I think, but see, something like that, that's a perfect example. If you can do that and mm. invite 50 people from around the world that are on another level, high net worth individuals, successful people, good people, your network 10x's 100%. and that's how you it's just finding getting to that stage and getting that position so that's something we're working on as well that would be you know, good fun and um, yeah we'll see what happens right. legendary well, um, biggest role model in your life biggest role model very good question uh, obviously my dad for working really hard and giving the opportunities that we have, mm. uh, mum and dad. And uh, also, look, I, I, I look up to Greg Norman of what he's done in his career and adversity and uh, the success that he's had now from working hard and leveraging his brand. And, mm. and um, yeah, definitely one person to look up to. A lot of sports stars, yeah. yeah. Uh, a lot of motivational speakers as well. So yeah. Gary V is amazing. Have you met yeah. Tony Robbins? No, I haven't yet. Mm. But a big, big fan. Big mm. fan. So, yeah. Well, um, mate. Mate, thank you so much. Thank you. Appreciate so, it. And, um, it's great hey, to... congratulations on all the success. Congratulations. Yeah, thank congratulations. you. And you guys too. Like, all the best. Can't wait. Thank you. To see where this goes. And, uh, You're going to be excited now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. We're going to Dubai. <laughs> yeah. Bali and Dubai. Yeah. Bali and Dubai. Definitely. Thank, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Bye.